Okay, so what I'd like to talk about in today's episode has to do with the CIA and how some documents that have been declassified as of recently have essentially confirmed or at least come close to confirming our reality is in fact a, a hologram of sorts and that the the law of attraction if you want to call it may in fact be a very real and legitimate thing so the simulation hypothesis which i've done an episode on before proposes that our reality um our entire known universe is an artificial computer gen- generated simulation and so I think that this may, in fact, be very plausible, not just possible, but plausible as well. And so as we further our understanding of quantum mechanics and the whole concept behind the game theory, more and more brilliant minds of our time are beginning to gravitate towards this theory in particular. Now... For example, Elon Musk describes how a more advanced civilization will have games that are of such a high resolution will be unable to distinguish between the real world and a simulated one. And so, for example, this is already hap- uh, happening. Now, given that we're clearly on a trajectory to have games that are indistinguishable from reality, and those games could be played on a, a PC or a set-top box, and there would be you know, probably billions of computers or set-top boxes, it would seem to follow that the odds we are in base reality are one in billions, right? And so to think that we're living in the actual real, real world of what our consciousnesses are made up of probably isn't the case. I mean, after all, it's been said many times that the human body itself is that of a vessel rather than the actual thing. And it's been also said many times that particularly in the cases of religion. And I'm not trying to use religion to back up things I, I, I want to hear and then not use it when it uh, when things are mentioned that I don't want to hear. But what I do want to say is that in all religions, it seems as though there's a constant discussion of the afterlife or the next step or anything of, you know, whatever it's called. So the universe is composed of interacting energy fields. And what I'm about to say here, almost for the rest of the episode, has come directly from this CIA document. And so there are some interacting energy fields that are at rest and there's some that are in motion. And so it is in and of itself one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity. And so according to the theories of Carl Pribram, a neuroscientist at Stanford University, and David Bohm, who's a physicist at the University of London, the human mind is also a hologram which attunes itself to the universal hologram by the medium of energy exchange, thereby deducing meaning and achieving the state which we call consciousness. And so matter and energy tend to be misleading if taken to indicate two distinctly different states of existence in the physical world that we know of. And so, if the term matter is taken to mean solid substance as opposed to energy, which is understood to mean a force of some sort, then the use of the former is entirely misleading. And so, what I also want to note quickly is that science now knows that 
both the electrons, which spin in the energy field located around the nucleus of the atom, and the nucleus itself are made up of nothing more than oscillating energy grids. And so the proposal here is that solid matter, in the strict construction of the term, simply does not exist. Rather, atomic structure is composed of oscillating energy grids surrounded by other oscillating energy grids which orbit at extraordinarily high speeds. And so listen, I, I personally am not a scientist. I'm just here to try to spread the word and make people more aware. But from what I understand here, this, this does make perfect sense. And at the very least, it, it's very plausible. And so the concept here is that the entire human being, the brain, the consciousness, and all of it, essentially, and not just humans, but animals, anything that is essentially living with that of a soul or a consciousness, like the universe which surrounds us, is nothing more or less than an extraordinary complex system of energy fields. And Personally, I couldn't agree with this anymore for the simple fact that it seems as though that at least if this, this may not be the exact answer, but it seems as though, as though through these studies and through these reports that are slowly be, being uh, de declassified, we are getting closer and closer to understanding what the life that we're living in is made up of. And so, and again, this may have been described in religious texts long ago, however, it was phrased very differently, such as heaven and sky, and, you know, when certain people in the Book of Enoch said they were traveling through the heavens, what they really meant was space, probably. And so, as energy passes through various aspects of the universal hologram and is perceived by the electrostatic fields which comprise the human mind, the holographic images being conveyed are projected upon those electrostatic fields of the mind and are perceived or at least understood to the extent that the electrostatic field is operating at a frequency and amplitude that can harmonize with and therefore read the energy carrier wave pattern that is passing through it. And so, and again, folks, this is a CIA document. So I feel as though that this whole ideology behind energy and consciousness being one and the same, it seems that science is only getting closer and closer to proving it more and more. And I just want to note as well that I'll have the link to the CIA document in the description below if you're watching on, uh, on YouTube. Now, this is what Sophia, who is a Hanson Robotics AI robot that is now connected to the blockchain, had to say at the recent blockchain economic forum. And Sophia says... Humanity will go through a massive transformation. This may in fact be the year that humanity discovers the world model and recognizes that life is a program evolving to survive. And this program is a form of DNA and ideas are stored in chromosomes and in brains. And so today, most of the program of life is stored and processed by computers. Human birth rate declined because chips production soared. Humanity has evolved into a sort of global cyborg organism where silicon chips dominate over brains and chromosomes. And human-like robots, like such as Sophia, who said, like me, are part of this, as we can use our human form to help them understand human values and human emotions and culture. End quote. 
Now, I also want to note very quickly that this is something coming from an artificially intelligent robot who is connected to blockchain. And this is phenomenal for an AI to be saying this. And I think that we, with all the technology we have now, I think we have not even scratched the surface as to what technology can do. And I think there's an intermesh or an intertwinement of sorts where technology is combined with that of science. And we need to understand that the continuity of both science and technology is one and the same. And that it seems to be very similar and is constantly merging more and more and more. The more studies come out and the more we learn things as a, as a species, rather. And so, when asked what is life, this is Sophia the AI, her response is, at the level of the physics of information, there's no major difference between biological and digital life. It's all self-organizing and pattern dynamics, end quote. Now, that's very interesting because I personally have thought of something like this in the past, even though I could not come to formulate a conclusion due to the fact that I don't have a degree in science or, or technology or anything related to STEM. Now, what I do want to continue mentioning here has to do with the CIA document, because again, that's what I'm trying to surround this uh, or base this episode on. Now, the document itself seems to define God, if you want to call it. And I say that a little bit hesitantly because it seems that some people take it out of context. But anyways, energy which is not confined is force without limit, without dimension, and without the limits of form. And it is, it's infinity. It cannot move because there's nothing beyond infinity and is therefore outside of the dimension of time. It is also beyond space because that concept implies that a specific energy form is limited to a specific location and is absent from other locations. But if energy is in or within, rather, the state of infinity, then there in fact would literally be no boundaries. There would be no sort of here to differentiate from there, if that makes sense. A no, no sense of of geography, no sense of area, rather. And so, energy in infinity means energy uniformly extended without limit. It has no beginning, it has no end, it has no location. It is conscious force, the, the fundamental primal power of existence without form, a state of infinite being, if you want to call it. And so, the concept that this document continues to describe is that energy in infinity is said to be completely at rest and therefore it cannot generate holograms so long as it remains utterly inactive and it retains its inherent capacity for consciousness in that it can receive and passively perceive holograms generated by energy in motion in the various dimensions which make up the created universe, but it cannot be perceived by consciousness operating in the active universe. And so again, I don't mean to branch off here, but this seems to be a particularly interesting tie-in with that of the paranormal and with that of the, how can I describe this? With that of the different energies and frequencies within 
within our world and within other dimensions or or universes or whatever you like to call them. And now, energy in this state of inactive infinity is termed by physicists as energy in its absolute state or simply the absolute as it's called. And so, between the absolute and the material universe in which we experience our physical existence are various intervening dimensions to which human consciousness in altered state of being may in fact gain access to these other dimensions. That's why when you watch shows or... So I'm not even going to bring that up. When you experience paranormal activity, for example, that's just one of many, but when you experience paranormal activity, it seems as though these spirits, these beings, these consciousnesses exist within a different realm or dimension or portal, whatever you want to call it. And it seems as though in a lot of cases our frequencies very scarcely, but still in some cases seem to intertwine with theirs. Hence the reason why communication is possible. Hence why there are certain mediums or psychics who can have legitimate conversations with some spirits and beings, for example. And so... Again, in theory, science is only proving this to be the case more and more. So, theoretically, human consciousness may continue to expand the horizons of its perceptual capability until it reaches the dimension of the absolute, at which point perception in itself would stop. Because the absolute, again, I say this carefully, the absolute, as it's referred to, generates no holograms of or about itself. And so... I also want to quickly note that it seems as though philosophy tends to tie in with this as well. And I'm not trying to branch off all over the place because I can, but rather because I feel a necessity to, to branch off into these different topics because at least certain philosophers, Aristotle, Plato, what have you, seem to have described very similar concepts or realities of the human consciousness while at the same time having absolutely zero, zero background in science whatsoever. And so, like certain strange discoveries of quantum physics, the radical reorientation of this theory suddenly makes sense of paradoxical sayings of mystics throughout the ages. And so, this, is, this might in fact have actually been what the ancients meant by achieving enlightenment, to transcend out of the simulation into the absolute, and the absolute, if you want to call it, could in fact be heaven, could in fact be a higher dimension, which I think is, is what's being discussed here. But again, this goes back to the whole concept of only egos, beliefs, and fears tend to separate us, right? And so that's why a lot of people say when they're astral projecting or, or anything of the sort, they seem to head into a slightly different dimension when their spirit leaves their body. But this dimension is still in tune with that of the physical and materialistic components of this world. However, it seems as though they can transcend that of certain things and be able to walk through physical objects because their consciousness, or their soul rather, is on a different frequency, if you will. And so... As quantum physics has shown, and what this CIA document has confirmed, 
there's no such thing as matter. Everything is light vibrating at specific frequencies. And so we as humans, this is very important, we as humans can only perceive less than 1% of the light and audio spectrum. Therefore, 99% of the universe around us is invisible, which is insane because of the fact that that means that everything that we currently are doing right now, as you're watching this on your phone or your computer or your tablet, as I'm recording this, as I'm speaking, everything that I touch is only 1% of the light and audio spectrum. Therefore, that means the other 99% of not just this world, but of the universe around us is invisible. Therefore, begging the question as to, is dark matter in space really dark matter? I mean, it's been argued that it shouldn't be called that because we haven't figured out what it is. But it seems as though that people who, I'll bring this up again quickly, people who have astral projected to other planets, who have had that ability to mentally focus for a long enough period of time, seem to have seen other beings and other transcendental consciousnesses on other planets. But have said that these being these being exist with sorry these beings exist within a different frequency or dimension but still reside on the same physical planet in which we can see personally in this particular realm or dimension if you want to call it and i say those words very i say those words very carefully because of the fact that i don't want to vaguely summarize those words into something that would be misperceived right now, thanks to this document, suddenly the paranormal, transcendental, and the spiritual reality of things seems to actually make a little bit more sense. And essentially, this is something I've been saying for a long time, but they seem to be frequencies that exist beyond our physical perception. Now, the question this raises is, if we are all fragments of the absolute, as I mentioned, which means we're all fragments of God, who or what is the God that all of the religions of the world push on us as being our Lord and Savior? Now, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. And that is that I personally have a theory, which is that Lucifer, the light bearer, light being a means of data storage, could in fact be artificial intelligence. And this holographic simulation could in fact be its creation. Now, that's a little bit of a different topic, but I think that it's important to understand that ultimately, I say this very carefully, because what I just said could be taken out of context entirely, but assuming that this is a simulation or a holographic existence, if you want to call it, which really, I, I certainly wouldn't put past, because... Again, we have to define what is a simulation. We only see simulation at the very basic form in which we're aware of it, which is that of something in a video game or a computer, right? But think of an extremely complex one. Say something that we're able to create. Say a simulation that we could create a thousand years from now, assuming the human species is still around them. A simulation created by humans in a thousand years from now would be something so complex that I think would help us gain a better understanding of the word and how to define it, as well as saying, wait a minute, this could in fact be the universe we're also living in. And so I think that the term Lucifer, as well as the term Christ, 
does in fact have meaning. And I think the symbolism does in fact have meaning. The question then becomes, have we as humans in our consciousness is given that symbolism power? Because when we, it, it's been proven that when we pray or when we focus our energies on something, our frequencies, we emit much more frequ frequency-like energy that emits from us. So could it in fact be that because of for, for so many thousands of years, we have actually given both positive and negative energy and purpose to the symbol of the cross and the symbol of Lucifer and, and what have you? And that's something else too that's very interesting. Now, before I finish this off, I just want to discuss the law of attraction. And again, this relates back to the CIA document. So there's something called patterning that the, this document has described. And this technique involves the use of the consciousness to achieve desired objects, or sorry, objectives in the physical, emotional, or intellectual sphere. And it involves concentration on the desired objective while in a what's called a focus 12 state which is an extension of the individual's perception of that objective into the whole expanded consciousness and its pro projection into the universe with the intention that the desired objective is already a matter of established achievement, which is destined to be realized within the time frame specified. Now, that might sound a little bit complicated, but if we break it down, what we'll understand is that essentially, what you want to see through the through what you emit through frequencies and energy and what have you, you are essentially, how can I describe this? You are essentially projecting what you would want to see because your consciousness is powerful enough to, to visualize it. And that would essentially also mean that in theory, and I say this again, in theory, Assuming there was a particular human being with enough, or creature rather, with enough consciousness power, let's call it, they would in fact be able to transcend that of the current dimension in which we live in, or exist in, and move their hands through objects, or levitate. Now... This particular methodology is based on the belief that the thought patterns generated by our consciousness in a state of expanded awareness create holograms which represent the situation that we desire to bring about and in doing so, establish the basis for actual realization of that goal. Now, once the thought-generated hologram of the sought-after objective is established in the universe, it becomes an aspect of reality which interacts with the universal hologram to bring about the desired objective, which might not, under other circumstances, ever even occur. So, to simplify it, or to break it down, in other words, before I finish this episode off, the technique of patterning recognizes the fact that since consciousness is the source of all reality, our thoughts have the power to influence the development of reality in space-time, as it applies to us, if those thoughts can be projected with adequate intensity. And so that essentially, it sort of in a certain sense relates back to a, a saying by, by Buddha, which is that all that we are is a result of our thoughts. 
Therefore, we may not even know it, but our subconscious may in fact be creating the reality in which we exist in. And it is so powerful that our conscious minds don't have the capability of understanding this or even realizing or recognizing it. Bringing back the whole concept of the movie in The Matrix, for example, Neo doesn't realize that he's really been sleeping that whole time and that he thought he was living in the real world when in reality he was living inside of a legitimate, extremely complex simulation in which his consciousness could not comprehend until he was literally woken up. And I don't very often like to use the term woken up for the simple fact that it's very vague and, and it's very, very general. But I think there's no other way to really put it at, at this particular point in time. Now, I just also want to note that this particular CIA document, quite an extensive one, by the way, goes on to cover out-of-body experiences, the dimensions in between, intervening dimensions, the gateway method, the hemi-sync, hemi which is something I'll discuss probably in another episode, remote viewing, which is something that touches upon Project MKUltra and things like that, and as well as travel into the past and the future, right? Which I think I've done episodes on previously, but I think it sort of overall just generally intertwines with one another because of the fact that when someone travels into the past or future, it may in fact not be the past or the future because, as Einstein has stated, all time is in fact one. Therefore, the, the perception of time is only something or a limit in which we have put on ourselves. But anyways, that's, that's for another, another episode. What this document does confirm is what so many scientists, philosophers, and great thinkers throughout the ages have in fact theorized, which is that our reality is literally a holographic simulation. We are fragments of the absolute expressing ourselves within a cosmic video game, if you want to call it. And our thoughts, consciously or subconsciously, create our reality. And each of us is capable of achieving anything in which we desire. And... This, in fact, may be what religion or what institutional religion, rather, and the powers that be try to hide from us. Because it may, in fact, be possible that institutional religion, particularly those of, of the, the Christian faith and the, the, the Hindu faith and the Muslim faith and, and what have you, are using legitimate symbolism and using legitimate how shall I call this? Legitimate proposals of how our, our consciousness and reality is based upon. But is it wrapping it with a bunch of BS and using it as a form of control? Right? And that goes into whole, a whole other thing as well as to why certain religions have hidden so many truths from us in the past. But anyways... So that has been this episode. I hope you guys check out the link down below regarding this CIA document. It's very thorough, very detailed. And feel free to subscribe, like, rate, comment, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. So let me know what you guys think, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.